Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Download the podcast. Say, play ESPN. We pop up on your smart speakers. Open your window. We're talking loud enough. You can hear us. Harry Douglas, uh, name a Jermaine Jackson song. I don't. I can't. All right, ready for this? Yep. I remember this because this dropped when I was in maybe junior high school. Uh, did they call it Too Good to Be True or Tell Me, tell me I'm Not Dreaming? And Michael was on it. <laughs> but Jermaine, it was a Jermaine Jackson song, I'm pretty sure. Is it Too Good to Be True or Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming or something like that? Someone looked that up. Oh, Shane Shane Jackson, that's right. I thought it was Michael. They sound just like like, Shannon's thing right there. He sounds just like Michael, too. Um, (laughs) Do you remember that? Shannon and I are about the same age, grew up in New York. Do you remember uh, that song I'm talking about, the Jermaine Jackson song? Shannon? Unfortunately, I do not. No. Hmm. No, I I, I got nothing on that. Huh. Hmm. Didn't know Let's Get Serious by Jermaine Jackson. Look, the, look that up. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm pretty serious. sure that's Jermaine. That that's one of the Jacksons. It's Jermaine Jackson, I think. I mean, I like Janet Jackson. Yeah, Janet had some hits too. It's a hot take, Harry. <laughs> yeah, right. really. There's a Janet. There's a Janet Jackson. <laughs> way, way to How really go Jacksons out on a limb. There? Really right. went out um, on a limb with Penny, I like Janet Jackson. Penny from Good Times. Coming up later on the show, we will be ranking the Jacksons. Coming up in the eight o'clock hour. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. Are we sure the Dallas Cowboys are going to make the playoffs this season? I just want to ask that because I want someone in the media to ask. If I were there, I would ask Jerry Jones, Jerry, and pin him down on this one. If you say, does he have to make the playoffs to keep his job, Mike McCarthy, head coach, that's not a high enough bar. Does he he need to win the Super Bowl to keep his job? That may be unrealistic. To to keep your job in any given season, you've got to win the Super Bowl. It's a lot. But this is, I think, a fair question. Jerry, does Mike McCarthy need to at least win a playoff game this season to keep his job is a fair question. But I wonder, Harry, the more I think about it, Mm -hmm. if no one repeats as champ this year in the NFC East, meaning the Cowboys don't win the NFC East. I don't have them winning it either. Okay, that will be, heading into next year, it'll be the 20th season since there's been a repeat NFC East champion. Mm Mm-hmm. 22 decades since there's been a champion. So, because 0304, we're in the 22 23 season now. 0304, the uh, Eagles did it. Yep. So, if the Cowboys don't repeat, and, that, and that's the trend that no one does repeat, they're going to have to win a wild card. Well, hold on a second. The, so, the Bucks and Saints in the South, I'm going to say one of those two teams, the Saints, is going to be a wild card. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, even though uh, there's no DeAndre Hopkins and everything else, and, and even though the Niners have a, f- a, f- a second-year but quarterback, but a guy who really hasn't started before in Trey Lance, I'm going to say between the Niners and the Cardinals, at least one of them will be a wild card. Correct. We're on the same page. Continue, okay. Mac. We're That's on the same two. Page. And there are only three wild cards per conference. So that leaves the other one, the Cardinals 
or the Niners, whoever's not definitely in as a wild card. The Vikings. The Vikings and the Cowboys. Cowboys. One of those three teams getting in, the other two are not. Are we sure the Cowboys are going to be one of those teams? Because if they're not, they don't make the playoffs. Do you think the Cowboys are making the playoffs this year, Harry? There's a possibility. Um, There's things that have to happen for them to make the playoffs. When I look at this team, and I, I didn't think they did a great job last year, of establishing the run game and being as efficient in the run game as we've seen them before Mike McCarthy actually got there. And I think Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, both of those guys are going to have to be focal points of the offense. I understand Dak Prescott is your quarterback, and he's been phenomenal for you, and you're counting on big things from him. But you got to get back to your baseline, and that's running in football. And when you, have, when you don't have an Amari Cooper to complement a C.D. Lamb, I think that's going to pay dividends as Why well. Why is the baseline for them running the football? I understand. Any, every team has to establish the run eventually. You have to do that in order for the, to, 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 to complement the passing game and make it effective, et cetera. But why is it that for the Cowboys in particular, like I, Dak got paid all this money. He we did. already know he's good. The question has always been, can he be great? I've said all along, we don't know if he'll be great. He looks like he's trending there, but right now he's just good. Mm-hmm. We're very good, you can even say. He's a B+. Plus. But, oh, you can't drop him back all these and expect to win. Why not? Isn't that what a great quarterback does? Well, I'll tell you this. Well, let's, you say great. Dak, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's not great. Is there greatness in there? Because that's what we've been waiting well, for. I, You're I, saying I, there's not? But I'm going to take you through an offensive coordinator's mind and, right. and, and offensive player's mindset. You don't want to drop your quarterback that many times back a game and just say, we want to put it on his arm. No matter who you got. The, the, well, I'll say it's only – Two or three people that you can say, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this and we have a chance of winning just about every week. But what I'm saying is, even then, you want to you got to yeah, run the ball. Exactly. You 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 want to run the football. You want to be balanced. But balance is not what we're talking about. We're talking about for the Cowboys that the the fit the engine that makes the offense go is the run game. And to me, that's that's damning of Dak. That is that is that is. But if that makes your offense that much better. I'm not, what, I'm not questioning what? whether or not it does. Let's say it does. I'm saying, man, what's that say about Dak? Where you're like, they got the Cowboys. We're not talking about the Chiefs or the this or that. We're talking about the Cowboys. Boy, they better run that ball. Doesn't that, isn't, that, isn't that damning of Dak? No, I don't, I don't think you, 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 can, you have to put it that way. Because they have to run the football. They have to. I mean, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't, trust me, Max, you don't want to drop your quarterback back throwing the football 40 50 times a game. You don't want to do that. You want to rush the football. And we also know you paid all this money to Ezekiel Elliott as well. But he's not Ezekiel Elliott anymore. He's a nice running back. He's not Zeke anymore. Let, let's, Zeke, let's, Zeke was injured last year. That played a big part in, in, in his decline last year, not being uh, playing up to the standards that he was able to play to. Now, also being injured, I, I also believe that that has a bit to do with his confidence. When you're injured and you can't be yourself 100%, your confidence may waver a little bit. Is he the bit. best running back on the team? See what I mean? When I say he's not Zeke anymore, there would be no question three years ago. But of we course, know, but he's one of the, know, maybe the best quarter, uh, running back in the league, and now he might not even be the best running back on the Zeke team. But we know Zeke can be that bell cow, if healthy. We know he can be that bell cow. Mm. But the Dallas Cowboys have to, be, they have to be dedicated to seeing if he can still be that bell cow. So basically what I'm hearing is Ezekiel Elliott, even now with Pollard, is more effective than as a running back than Dak is as a quarterback, or else the <laughs> emphasis wouldn't be on the running game to the extent that it is from all the analysts. All the analysts I'm not will playing, tell you about the running game. I'm not playing this game with you this morning. You Max. certainly are. I'm not You're playing, playing this game with you. You're playing whether you know it or not. I'm not playing this game with you, Max. Why not? 
because it's ridiculous. Like I'm not Why is it ridiculous? This. Why? I'm, I'm trying to, to get to the bottom of what we're talking about here. I'm trying to take you into the mindset of offensive play callers, okay, offensive-minded people, yes. and what you want from your offense, from the offensive side of the ball. You don't want to be one-dimensional. You just don't want to be dropping your quarterback. Listen, they don't even know who their number, solid number two is going to be. Michael Gallup is not 100% healthy right now. He's not. So it's a lot not. of it has to do with the fact that Amari Cooper is not there anymore. It, that plays a big part in it. But even last year, everyone points to the record when they rush for under 100 yards in a game. What was their record when they rushed for under 100 it, yards? It was bad. I forgot. Okay, so Max, why are you up here at, going back and forth with me then? No. You what? know the run game is, is valuable I'm to not, what the Cowboys want to do. Dude, I'm not questioning your analysis. I'm asking the question about <laughs> what it means about the quarterback. Stop doing that, Max. Stop. Why? Because you don't have to do Dak that right now. Dak is big and strong, and he can run, and he has an arm, and he's a leader, and all those things. He seems to me to be the type of guy that can carry you if you need him to. And yet, what we hear from all the analysts is, nah. So what that tells me is, like, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of categorize players a certain way. Big, fast, strong, arm, the whole thing. But that doesn't mean all those things are pitched as high as someone else who has all those characteristics. Like Mahomes has those characteristics, but the talent is pitched higher, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're really talking about. How talented is Dak? And Dak can be a part of that run game as well. Yeah, he that, can. That wasn't the case last year because he was injured. So How now talented we're is about- he? How talented? Just D- on talent. How talented is he? Dak is talented. Dak is he an elite talent? Dak is not elite. Ooh, is he an elite talent? <laughs> Explain the difference to me. The diff- Okay, the between talent and skill. So... Talent is your capacity to do something, See, I'm right? I'm a former athlete. We're getting all technical and stuff. I got gotcha. you. But skill is – so as an athlete, you have a certain amount of talent, Harry. Yeah. So I don't care how much I would have trained with you. I'd have never made the NFL. You did. Your, your muscles twitch faster, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? You have more talent. The skill is the hours you put in to hone that talent into doing your craft a certain way, to running your route precisely, right? All that. That's the skill. <laughs> I'm leaving skill out of this. How talented, how much capacity, because if, if, if this talent is as high as anyone's or something like that, then he can always become that player that people are hoping he'll be. But if you're telling me his talent itself is somewhat limited, now it's a different story. He has to play up to his talent. Okay, so he has, he has, to, play, the he has to there. He has to play up to his capabilities. And the, ta- the talent's there. It's there. Okay, that's interesting. It's there. See that? Arnell in New York, what do you think? Uh, Dak has to pull his weight. Dak is not accurate. He doesn't utilize all his tools that he has. The running game is terrible, and he doesn't. They doesn't use. They don't get the most out of the talent they have, especially last year. Even though he was hurt this year, he has to get the uh, accuracy down. Every time I see Dak, he's always throwing behind the guy. He throws it past the guy. He misses the guy that's open. Dak is. Yeah. He he got the money, but it seems like when they get the money, the game go downhill. Oh, so he once had it and he's lost it. I see. <laughs> here's here's another wrinkle. Ready for this, Harry? There's the talent, which the capacity to do something, the skill, how you learn how to apply it in, in your craft. But then there's also wisdom, right? Like I look at Kyrie Irving, talent off the hook, skill off the charts. He honed his talent. But then why was James Harden a better point guard? when he didn't have the same talent or skill as Kyrie because he has wisdom to know how to put it all together, when to deploy it. Is Dak lacking talent, skill, or the wisdom to do it all? Is it all three? Because you say he has the talent, so you could check that. 
So it's the skill and the wisdom. I'm not. I'm not doing this with you today, Max. I'm. I'm not. I'm not doing it. We got to go to break. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase DK Metcalf. That guy got all the talent in the world. Not practicing as the Seahawks work on his contract. Hot news or not news? Next, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hot news or not news time here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. We have Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay. He's doing the work of two men today, Jeff Darlington. Everybody listen to Harry and think about Kevin Hart. Because he sounds just like him <laughs> if you close your eyes. People say he looks like him, too. I, I, I get that so much, especially like the last six, seven years. Yeah. But I'm 6'1". Yeah, no, no. You're much, much more imposing. But the first thing, all. the first time I did first take, that's the first thing that Molly said to me. Kevin Hart. You remind me of Kevin Hart. People tweet at me all day long saying I remind them of Kevin Hart. You're, you're going to hear it. Maybe just not in your every cadence, but once in a while you say something and it sounds exactly like Kevin He's Hart. also like the most famous man in the world, right? Like, <laughs> no, that's so true. <laughs> All yes. right. Uh, that guy, by the way, is the one guy who can outwork Harry Douglas is Kevin Hart. This guy, <laughs> when does he sleep? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jeff, we're going to play some hot news. Or Love hot it. News. Are you ready? Love it. Here we I go. need to hear the bed or I don't know it's hot news or not news. Come on, let's play that music. Yeah. Where's the hot news or not news music? 
Is it playing? It's, I can't hear I think it. it's different. Yeah. Hot news or not news music. Yeah, but. Turn your volume up, Max. Packers. There it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, something going on with my uh, earpiece. Packers GM Brian Guttenkunst wouldn't offer a timetable on David Bakhtiari after telling reporters the left tackle had an additional procedure on his injured knee. Is that hot news or not news? It's hot news when, when your stud tackle is not able to be at practice. And I also subscribe to the belief that I never believe general managers when they talk about an injury yeah. because it always feels like it lingers on longer. Look, I'm not saying that this is something that the team needs to be overly concerned about yet, but it definitely is for a player of that magnitude. He is so significant to that offense. It's hot news for now. Yeah, I go with hot news because the Green Bay Packers, one of the things they want to do this year is rush the football. That's right. Um, he's a big part of that. He also protect, protects Aaron Rodgers' blind side. That's very, very important. That's going to be vital. So this is hot news coming out of Green Bay. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to say not news because the guys always, like, you know, the tackles in Green Bay are always excellent when they're on the field, and they're frequently not on the field. Like, I, says, I feel like I've seen this movie before. DK Metcalf not practicing as the Seahawks work on his contract situation. Hot news or not news? So this is hot news, and, and the new thing where it's like more of a, a, a sit-in, where, where it's like a lock-in rather than a lock-out with these yeah. guys, I, I think it's significant because it really changes some of the leverage dynamic um, because they can continue. They don't have the pressure of trying to avoid the fines. Like he could just continue to not practice. But how do you as, not? How do you avoid the fines if you show up? You, you're as good as practicing. Isn't it written in that you have to practice? Yeah, it gets a little uh, like it gets a little sticky. But the teams ultimately are like, we'd rather him just go off to the side than say pretend he's got a hamstring injury or something like that. It's this weird leverage play between the player and the organization. Now it's just not the same as as it used to be a hold in rather than a hold out. It's it's a different dynamic, and to me, it definitely shifts the power toward the player. I just wonder, same thing with Debo Samuel, how they're going to manage this because they've had the entire summer to figure it out and they're still not there. So what's going to change in the next several weeks? Yeah, I think it's hot news. What are you doing, Seattle? What direction are you trying to head in? That's right. Trade them or not. That's, that's what I'm saying. You got to offer the first round draft pick. You did not take it. It was from the Jets, right? If, I'm, if I can remember correctly. That's one of the interests of teams. I think somebody they, offered with, them something and they turned it down. But if you're not going to take the draft pick, pay the man the money. Yeah. And then if it's, you're not going to bring in a quarterback and you're banking on not being good this year and drafting a young quarterback next year, you probably want DK Metcalf on your roster. It's hot news. DK Metcalf, he, it reminds me in a way, in a way, I'm not saying he's Calvin Johnson, but it reminds me of Calvin Johnson in this sense. When he, Calvin had everything coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And early, I remember there was uh, Andre Johnson was considered the better receiver because he was more, but I used to look at how young Calvin was when yeah. he was being compared to 21, 22 DK Metcalf is twenty four, big, strong, fast, a gamer, always, always on every facet of the game, and he's only twenty four years old. You may want to, you know, lock, lock this up. guy up. And the other thing is, the agent who figured out the sit in, the hold in instead of the yeah. hold out. If I'm that agent, I want that on my tombstone. Yeah, it's got to be a legend <laughs> in the business. Which who's the agent who figured out? You know what? No, show up and just tell him a hamstring or something. That, that, that agent should it, be. It always got sticky, though, because you'd see the guys. Wasn't it T.O.? He would, he would go over to the stationary bike every day and would mm-hmm. just go on the bike and pretend like he was dealing with a nagging injury. And that always became because injury grievances are a very different kind of deal. That always got really sticky. And at this point, everybody's basically like, don't go do that. We know what you're doing. Just go off to the side. And deal. Saints receiver Michael Thomas returns to practice after a very brief stint on the pup list. Hot news or not news? I mean, just hot news, the fact that 
It's not about the pup. It's just about Michael Thomas finally being on the field for the Saints in a way that we can think about his future with Jameis. I think that Michael Thomas being on the field will give us such good clarity on Jameis Winston um, that this team can, will find out finally what it is, that exactly what this team happens. Hot news that Michael Thomas is back. Yeah, I think it's hot news. Everything that the New Orleans Saints want to do, especially offensively, Michael Thomas is going to be a part of that. And when you have a guy like Jameis Winston who started 4-2 and two last year and showed that promise and is expecting to make that leap, especially coming off of ACL, we don't know how many games Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended. A guy like Michael Thomas is very, very important. So you see the numbers right there. Look at that. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we forget, no? Yeah. We talk so much I mean, about because we haven't, Adams, we haven't seen him in Tyree so long. Hill, so, there were Stephon a lot Diggs. of guys you could make every year an argument for his best receiver in football. And even though I didn't – like there were guys I, I would have taken before Michael Thomas, the best objective argument that could be made about any receiver the last time he was healthy, their number one, was for Michael Thomas. That's right. He had the best objective argument that he was the best receiver in football. I have a question. Yeah. Is he better than his Uncle Keyshawn? <laughs> That's, you know, let's ask Keyshawn. I'm not touching that one. That ding, I'll take it as I'm a yes. I'm stirring something up right now. Yeah. That's a question for Keyshawn. Julio Jones signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Hot news or not news? Ah, all right. I'll give it hot news, even though I don't want to oversell Julio Jones signing with. Uh, I mean, Harry, you should be able to answer this one better. It's I, I want so badly for him to be what he was in Atlanta. I want that. I just don't know if he can it, just stay healthy enough. It is though a really good play by Tampa because he is effective when he can be out there. And the thing is, if they can just get some productivity out of him until Chris Godwin gets back, that is an absolute win for the Bucks. For a team, by the way, that does need to worry about playoff seeding. Everybody wants to say the beginning of the season doesn't matter. Tell a team in week 18, week, or week 17, week 18, when they're trying to get that number one seed and they're thinking about that game they dropped in week four that couldn't put them over the edge. I think it's hot news. I don't think Tom Brady's making a call and vouching for somebody to come on that team, especially of Julio's stature, if he doesn't plan on using them. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned it, Jeff, though. I think Julio has to be on the field. He has to be available. 19 games in the last two seasons. But in 2020, in nine games, he did have 771 yards and three touchdowns. So I quoted that you wasn't on, far ago. I quoted you on this just in yesterday, Harry. Terrific show on ESPN, by the way. Handsome host. <laughs> 3 p.m. this week, usually on 2 p.m. I quoted you on this just in yesterday about that Tom Brady ain't Tom Brady got plans for Julio Jones. Yeah. He yeah. got plans. As in, if they're in the Super Bowl, I guarantee you Julio Jones is going to catch, catch a touchdown. Right? Like, you know, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Wait till these guys get a little older or on a discount for some reason, but they were once as good as anyone who ever lived. And then let Tom Brady get them for key third downs, matched up against the fourth best cover guy on the other team. Yeah, I also respect, by the way, what G General Manager Jason Light is doing, too. Like, hey, let's go get him. You know, like in Green Bay, for instance. We're not wasting time. No, and I actually it, thought man, Green Bay was going to be a team I did too. in contention for Julio Jones. But the Bucks are the team instead yep. that walks through that door and doesn't hedge. Jason Light says, let's go win a championship. I respect that. Yep. Julio Jones was the guy you wanted when he was at his best. Like Odell oh and Antonio Brown, everyone was great, but he was the guy who made no waves, just balled out, had the size, explosives, everything you want in a receiver. If he's yeah. 70, 60% of that guy still when he's on the field, it's a problem. And he happens to be my little brother too, so. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I feel like, yeah. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Nobody by the way, is presented by Progressive Insurance. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan, speaking of Julio Jones, says – we have moved on to Trey. Is that hot news or not news? Um, not news. I mean, this is kind of like, uh, I, I feel like all offseason, Mike T, Mike Tannenbaum kept doing this. 
God bless Mike too. <laughs> he kept being like, they got to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm like, Mike, they're not keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, it's time to, yeah, it's $26 million they're trying to get off the books. And also, Jimmy G didn't want to be there either. Every That divorce already happened. It's just a matter of formalizing it. They have moved on to Trey Lance. They already did just that. Now it's a matter of trying to leverage something to get something for Jimmy G. Yeah, it's not news, but I will say this. We know what the San Francisco 49ers team did with Jimmy G. Right. I don't know what they're going to do with your plans. I don't. It's not news. It was hot news when they used all that draft capital to move up in the draft. That was hot news because they're going to take his replacement. It was hot news when they drafted Trey Lance because everyone said, is Mac Jones going to go third overall? That was was hot news. This is not hot news. This is the logical. Hot news would be if you made that pick, and then two years later, he's still not starting. That's hot news. Jerry Jones says he believes Mike McCarthy is the man to lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. Oh, that's hot news. Scalding hot. (laughs) Scalding hot. Scalding hot. Uh, Yeah, what do you want him to say? I mean, he he has basically all but said three different times in the past year, like, ah, Dennis Allen can make a great head coach. Man, Sean Payton can make a good head coach. I've got options for another head coach. Like, yeah. I think anything that comes out of Jerry's mouth is going to be hot news because it's him. the Cowboys. Uh, but, God, man, he, he sure hasn't put Mike McCarthy in a comfortable situation. Not news. Point, if he's though, still coach, of course the owner's going to say, I think he can win a Super Bowl, or else why is he still coach? That's right. Thank you, Jeff Darlington. Hey, what always. a time to be alive. I will see Ooh, you on – you think this is such a great you, time to be alive? <laughs> yeah. I think it's an okay time to be alive. Well, I think there are hey. Every morning you breathe air is yeah, a blessing. Say, oh, yeah, life is different. But <laughs> saying, is this now pick. the best time to be alive? It's a good time to be alive. I didn't say it's the best. Uh, I mean, is it a good it's a great time to be alive. I I say it's the best better either. than a couple hundred years ago, for sure. I remember, right. I remember, I remember the point. 90s. People say technology is terrible. I mean, no, no, technology is great. I ordered an Uber yesterday. I got food through Uber Eats. Oh. You know, not that I'm trying to promote anything here. What, I don't what did understand. you order from Uber Eats? I got Nobu last night from Uber Eats. You got Nobu? Yeah, from man. Uber? I'm bougie a little That's bit sometimes. next level, bro. Yeah, I'm bougie yeah. as hell, Jeff. <laughs> Nobu does Uber Eats. Yes. Part of the price is the gets, experience and everything. Uber, right? That's what I'm saying. Who gets yeah. Uber Eats? Nobu. Uber Eats. Hey, I didn't Even once go. it's in an Uber tired. Eats, I don't want that. Who gets it? Oh, sorry. I wanted to watch the Subway series. Jeff Darlington <laughs> is appearing on a fantastic ESPN show this afternoon. This just in, 3 p.m. Eastern. Handsome Thanks, host. Jeff. Handsome host. I mean, he's not there for his hosting skills. That's eye candy. We have five new head coaches in the AFC. What is the most pressing issue for each of them? Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can download the podcast. You can say play ESPN if you have smart speakers, and there we are. All right. Harry Douglas. No, this is not the Jermaine Jackson song I asked for. I specifically Where's said, Janet? I specifically said it's either called Tell Me I'm Not Dreaming or Too Good to Be True, one or the other. And that is the, it's one of the Jacksons made that song. I think it was Jermaine. Could have been Tito. Well, at least it was one of I gotta, them. I got to give that family credit, though, man. That was a talented family. Ta- very, very talented Really, family. Sherlock, you've noticed, you've observed like, this, have you? Have you detected the- this? <laughs> Smart-ass Max, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Watson, I have an observation. <laughs> I've drawn a conclusion that uh, evidence here and there that would most the common man would miss this evidence, but I have come to the following conclusion. <laughs> the Jackson family may be musically oh, talented. <laughs> All right, listen, with keen insights like this, you can only imagine what Harry Douglas is going to come up with in the following segment. The most pressing issue for each of these new NFL 
head coaches Harry Douglas were in the AFC. Ready? Yep. Josh McDaniels. Ooh, this is easy. The Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, uh, not failing the second time around. He said on numerous of occasions the reason, one of the main reasons why he failed is because he didn't know how to work with people. So understanding that he's going to be able to learn from his first mistakes when he had the head coaching job with the Denver Broncos and not failing this time around. Learning to work with people and getting their input and letting them be involved in things as well. You know, he has the right guy, I think, in Derek Carr, yep. who, by the way, has challenged me in the past to a, to a, uh, a fight in the octagon because I said I thought he quit on the team. Now, I was on first take at the time, Harry, and I just tell you how I feel. I, and I even admit it. Look, I'm not watching a lot of Raiders games because they were no good. But what I saw, the body language, everything, I'll tell you, I, I noticed it in Eli Manning one year. He's my favorite guy ever, right? Giants quarterback won two Super Bowls. But there are times where I look, and apparently I was wrong. <laughs> he goes, boy, was he hot about me saying that. It's probably reckless of me to say. But, um, boy, he, he also proved me wrong just through his behavior since then. He is a leader, he's an excellent player, and he kept that team together. It was part of the formula that kept that team together through a lot of adversity this past season. If Josh McDaniel says that his key, the, the key thing is he needs to be better relating to people, he's got the right quarterback, I think, in that capacity. I agree with him. Doug Peterson. Now, this is not a first-time head coach, neither is Josh McDaniels. Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll say building the confidence of his young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who was drafted number one overall a year ago. Um, We see Trevor Lawrence on numerous of occasions last year. Had some bad plays. Had some good ones, but he had some bad ones. 17 interceptions. We know the history of Doug Peterson working with a Carson Wentz, who was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt his rookie season. Um, So I think just building that confidence in Trevor Lawrence and and, and sitting down with him, understanding the do's and don'ts when it comes to the quarterback position – uh, Doug Peterson played that position in the National Football League, so I think that's going to be great for Trevor Lawrence as well. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was touted as, and by the way, not guys like by me and among others, I saw Deshaun Watson take everything he had to win the national title. Yeah. Then the very next year, same team, the whole thing, not exactly the same, there's turnover, obviously, it's college, but Trevor Lawrence whoops him so bad in the national title game and was much younger than Deshaun Watson. I thought everything Deshaun could do, Trevor Lawrence can do better. Oh, my God, he's going to be incredible. But it didn't turn out that way in college. He didn't turn out to be the best player ever. In fact, Joe Burrow outplayed him in the national title game in his yep. last college game by a lot. And, but Lawrence gets drafted number one overall, and he's supposed to – and of all the rookie quarterbacks, the guy I see flash – I saw flash last year. I went, oh that looks different – was Trevor Lawrence. But he was in the worst possible situation a quarterback could the be The culture in. was terrible. Terrible. They, it was a terrible, terrible hire from the beginning at head coach, and everything went wrong. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, it's very promising. If Doug Peterson could do that with Carson Wentz, yep. imagine what he could do with Trevor Lawrence. Mike McDaniel, what is the most pressing issue for him? This, the topic is most pressing issue for new NFL head coaches. We're in the AFC. coaches. I shouldn't say new coaches. Head coaches with new teams. Mike McDaniel, Miami Dolphins, this is obviously his first head coaching job. Everyone is going to say Tua Tagovailoa. That's that's the most pressing issue, trying to elevate him and get him to start clicking. But I'm going to say the run game because that is Mike McDaniel. That's his special. That's his specialty. That what that that's it was it in San Francisco. But if he can get that unlock in that run game, thriving, getting downhill and being successful, I think it's going to make things a lot easier for Tua moving forward. Has there ever been a head coach in the history of the NFL that looks and acts like Mike McDaniel? 
He does. This is like you know when you say revenge of the nerds, the <laughs> analytics guys in like baseball. They run all the front offices now because they're only a thousand times smarter than the idiot general managers that used to run baseball. Right? Like I, that's the truth. Most of them. Some of them were very good, obviously, but most of them were terrible at their jobs. I, I could have been a better general manager than ninety nine percent of the baseball general managers when I was thirteen years old <laughs> back in the day. But and and maybe you could say the same thing about some NFL. Head coaches, right? Mm-hmm. They look the part, they act the part, but uh, so. But I, I don't remember ever seeing a guy like this who looks and comes off the way Mike McDaniel's does in football. Slightly built, kind of like presents as a nerd, right? As a head coach, is yeah. it going to work? Um, I think it is. Listen, it's 2022. Things are changing. Times are changing. Coaches are getting younger. Um, they're more so leaning towards coaches that can relate to these players that they have coming in, especially these young cats coming out of uh, college. So I, I think it has a chance to work. Hmm. You don't say, say it with your chest, Harry. Oh, you don't have to say everything with your chest. <laughs> Especially that thing that you just said. <laughs> what is the most pressing issue for Nathaniel Hackett with the Denver Broncos, Harry Douglas? Understanding that you have two solid running backs in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And I, and I know they got Russell Wilson in a trade, but don't forget about the run game. Don't abandon the run game because you have Russell Wilson in these fine receivers. Don't forget about those two running backs in that backfield who made a hell of a tandem last year. Interesting. Russell Wilson, I feel like he's there because he wants to show you what he can do like he's Aaron Rodgers or something, right? Got Aaron Rodgers' guy. Never been a head coach. But, but, but on the other <laughs> hand, rookie OC, rookie head coach, new team. I don't think the expectations for um, Russ are what people think it is in year one. I think if the Broncos win nine out of 17 games – and, and miss the playoffs year one, I think he's good. You, well, you look at this, this Denver Broncos offense, you look at those two running backs I mentioned. Between the two guys, they had 1,800 yards. They both went over 900 yards rushing last year. You cannot abandon that just because you have Russell Wilson coming in. See what you're doing, though? What you, it reveals to me what you really think about Russell Wilson, Stop. just like with Dak Prescott. You focus immediately when it's Russ or Dak or a guy who's good but not great I, th- I think Russ is great, but some I, I don't. I think Dak is good. I think Russ is great, but to me, it sounds like you think Russ is good, but not great. Because the first thing, just like with Dak, oh, I can't forget about the run game with that guy. Just because you have Russ, well, you better you better run the ball. You don't say that about Ant when it's an Aaron Rodgers. What's the most pressing thing for Aaron Rodgers? You better run that ball. You don't say that, but you say it about Russ. Is that, Isn't a, that am is, I am I am I detecting something here? Is that a straight talk? Um. We would do Lovey Smith, but every issue is a pressing issue in, in, <laughs> with the Texans. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We have Jason Wilde, ESPN Wisconsin Packers reporter for The Athletic. Jason, good morning. Good morning, Max. Thanks for having me, buddy. Great to have you, as always. How concerned should Packers fans be about this Bakhtiari news, an additional procedure on a knee that caused him to miss all but 27 snaps of last season? It seems to me, Jason that when the Packers get their tackles on the field, it's been going on for years now, they got a great offensive line, but they're not always there. How concerned should Packers fans be? Yeah, I think it's a legitimate concern, especially when you add in the fact that Elton Jenkins, who is one of their other best offensive linemen, filled in for Bakhtiari while healthy last year. He tore his ACL on November 21st in Minnesota, so he's not going to be ready for the season. Uh, Bakhtiari, I will say this, he was pretty convincing yesterday with us in downplaying his level of concern about being ready for the opener in Minnesota on September 11th. This is obviously not ideal. I will say this. I think that having a third procedure, while it's not necessarily a positive by any means, at least it does a better job of explaining why he's not ready to start camp, right? Had he not had another surgery and he was having other types of issues with his knee, Remember, he tore this ACL on December 31st, 2020. So we're almost 600 days removed from the actual injury. Uh, but I think the surgery at least makes you feel like, okay, he's still coming back from a procedure. I still think that while this is not ideal, he will be ready for the opener, and I think that's the target for all those guys. Talking to Jason Wilde, ESPN Wisconsin Packers reporter for The Athletic here on Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas in for Kian J today. Now, Harry, now you ask a question. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah, Jason, I, <laughs> yeah, Jason I, had, I wanted to ask you about this offensive line. How important will this O-line be to Aaron Rodgers in this offense, especially without a Devontae Adams next season? Well, I think it's really important, Harry, because they're going to want to run the ball and make that a not the primary part of their offense by any means, but certainly a greater part of their offense uh, you know, Devontae Adams did so many things for this offense, not just productivity-wise, but in terms of drawing attention of opposing defenses. Last year, you know, we were on Zoom for a portion of the year, and, and he had this game against Baltimore where Wink Martindale put not one, not two, but three guys on him. And Devontae took screenshots on his iPhone uh, of the film that he was watching from that game and would share them with us and show us, look, look, count these guys that are covering me. You know, Alan Lazard is, is the player that Rogers is excited about stepping into the number one role and had the good joke about hall of famer to hall of famer after Devonte's comment last week. But how good is 
Al Lazard going to be when there's not a Devontae Adams on the field drawing more attention away from him? I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see how this offense develops. And without Bakhtiari, without Elton Jenkins, uh, that offensive line is a lot less impressive. And so, you know, you, you put together the five that they had out there yesterday, it's a lot different than it looks like when David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are in the mix. Man, I remember going back, I don't know, five years or so, Giants and Packers link up in the playoffs. Must have been going back a ways because the Giants were in the playoffs. But um, the pass <laughs> rush against the Packers was nothing. They couldn't get any – like Aaron Rodgers had all day. Bakhtiari, when he is healthy, is a hell of a player. Uh, what's been the reaction? You touched on it. Rodgers poking fun at Adams. You know, one Hall of Famer to another comment yesterday. What's the reaction been in that neck of the woods? Uh you know, I think he and Devontae appear to be in a pretty good place. It's interesting, you know, as, as that story unfolded. And, and look, let's not lose sight of the fact that Devontae Adams would still be a Green Bay Packer if the Packers had taken care of him a year ago instead of making him play out the last year of his contract, during which he set franchise records for receptions and receiving yards, playing with all the risk of not having a long-term deal. But – you know, I think the most important component, and everyone's talked about how Devontae grew up loving the Raiders and he's got a house in Las Vegas, and those are all true. But he and Rodgers had a long conversation during the offseason, and Rodgers still wanted him here. There's no doubt about it. But Aaron could not promise Devontae more than one year of staying in the NFL and continuing his career. He could pr- promise him 2022. And Devontae really does want to be a Hall of Famer and thinks that he's got, and I agree with him, a really good shot at that. But what happens if Aaron Rodgers does retire after this year? And Devontae, you know, said when he was in Vegas earlier this offseason, he didn't want to disparage anyone. But Jordan Love is the next quarterback, and Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers. So if you're trying to be in Canton, would you like to go from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr? Or would you like to go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, who could be a good player someday, but is certainly an unproven commodity? So uh, I, I think the reaction was, hey, that's not a bad zinger at your old number one wide receiver. But I don't think it was vitriolic or that there was any uh, real drama that came from it. That is Jason Wildy, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN Wisconsin Packers reporter for The Athletic. Jason, always great talking to you. Thanks. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.